Hello, my kings and queens, gods and goddesses. Welcome back to another episode of Confessions of a Deity, or welcome if this is your first time. Hello, hello. Thank you for the support and the love. Um, my channel's growing. Well, not channel. I am thinking about starting a channel, though. I'm thinking about starting a YouTube channel and a TikTok channel. And just generally getting out into the social media world more, you know? Anyway, that's for another day. Okay, so in a previous episode, I talked a little bit about being depressed this time of year and why I'm depressed this time of year. But I really noticed it. And it's subconscious because I don't consciously want to be depressed. Like, I'm generally... I would say generally a happy person or a person that try to be upbeat or think positively. Um, I am a bit of a natural pessimist. I'm not going to lie. But I've always combated that with either being okay with my pessimism, but like also just like trying to keep myself motivated. Like, so I don't like waddle in self-pity and depression. Like, that's not me um but lately I have been I've noticed myself being more snippy and more just irritable at work and I feel so bad like I had a um um the nurse head nurse at my job his girlfriend was there and that just bugged me all this week because I felt like I was rude to her when I didn't mean to be it was just I was frustrated at the situation that I was put in um of not knowing I don't like not to know stuff like I'm not a fan of not knowing things and I'm not a fan of not being able to have a safe space to learn those things um and I just felt like I was put in a position where I was also not only rushed to learn something but also I didn't know what I was doing and that made me irritable um amongst other things anyway so let's go with confession this is confessions of a deity so confession of today is i am sitting here with a cup of arizona sweet tea mixed with a little bit of uh coconut ziroc honey and it is good it's delicious okay so yes um (sighs) number two confession i am a sensitive person okay my little sis Um, I talked about her in a previous video. We're talking now, and we're doing good now, even though it's going to be another... I'm telling you, I mean, prettiest episode, I'm sorry. I'm telling you that there's going to be another episode (laughs) where I'm probably going to trash her again. Um, She does have a podcast, and I got to find her name, and I'll let you know. You know, I talked about doing a podcast with my coworker. I have to see if she still is willing to do that. I'm not sure where she is. I didn't really like, I don't like to like, it's not that I, I don't want her to think that I had no interest in being friends with her or anything like that. Cause I'm not like that. I just, I'm not one of those people that like to push. So I don't like to push you. And so I didn't want to keep mentioning it to her or keep pushing her to hang out with me and stuff like that. Because, like, I felt like that's weird, you know? But also, I don't want her to think, like, oh, I'm making her beg to hang out with me. It's weird. I'll get over it. Anyway, (sighs) I'm a sensitive person. I realize that things hurt me. (laughs) 
and I don't show it outwardly so outwardly I don't show like I'm hurt unless it like I really don't like my response to being in pain about something is to be angry about it like my first response is to be just angry about it and not show that I'm hurt and I find that that gets me sometimes in trouble because like sometimes I feel like showing that you hurt or that you were bothered by something is like showing a weakness you know showing that you are vulnerable and I have problems with vulnerability um yes I know I need therapists but this is part of that being okay with you know therapy you guys are my therapist <laughs> anyway your girl is kind of tipsy so please excuse me for being you know I don't know talkative um but yeah so I just want to say that I am sensitive and I don't mean to be but this time of year I am especially sensitive um my little sis uh, as I talked about in a previous video, she was one of the first people who ever told me that. And I just didn't think she was correct. And, you know, I always tell her that when somebody says something to you, uh, digest it. Think about it. And if it don't apply, let it fly. But if it applies, think about whether you want to change that or not. And me, I do want to change being sensitive. I am sensitive. Things hurt me that shouldn't hurt me. I have crazy, like, thoughts. Oh, if you all knew the things that I think about, you would be like, oh, my God. Like, I stress myself out way too much. And I'm learning how to do better with that. Um, but this episode is really talking about my body issues. <sighs> I, in a previous episode, I always said that I was not insecure I never had a self-esteem issue, um, but lately, maybe it's this time of year, I don't know, but I've been finding myself having self-esteem issues. I've been looking at my body and not liking what I see, and I've been really weird, like really weird, um, and I've been wishing away, you know, I've always been a big girl, and lately I just don't want to be a big girl anymore, and I think... I've been thinking thoughts that are weird. Like, I've been thinking, like, for the first time, I want to be looked at and not be, like, the big girl, you know? I want to be looked at and want people to see me as being beautiful, you know? I think I'm beautiful. Like, my face is beautiful. I think my personality is beautiful. I think I'm a wonderful person. I really think that I am. But I know I'm not... Um traditionally beautiful or what the beauty standard of the world is right now I'm not um and it never bothered me before um I even wrote a song years ago called um I'm not conveniently beautiful or traditionally beautiful I can't remember it was a long time ago but I wrote a song about not being the world standard of beauty and not been being okay with that like, I've always been fine with not being the standard of beauty in the world. I always thought that I was perfect the way I was. Um, the only reason why I 
routinely said the only reason why I want to lose weight is because of my health issues. I want to get those under control. But lately, I've been just feeling a little discouraged about that. Um, And I think exercising and losing weight actually did the opposite for me. It made me less confident. Like, before I was losing, trying to lose weight, I was perfectly fine. I was 240. And the most I've ever been was 260, and that was too much. And I wanted to get back down to 240. But 240 was my perfect weight to me back then I was perfectly fine with being 240 now I'm terrified of being 240 again I just got on a sale and it said 225 226 and that is terrifying to me because I was just 221 and I'm like oh yeah you need to get back in the gym you need to start starving yourself you need to do anything possible to get back to 221 and that has never been me I never thought like that um and I think it's because I saw what everybody was saying and I heard the words that everybody was saying and I saw myself in the mirror at being 221, 218 and I have never been 218, 221 for years. Maybe since I was a teenager, since I was like 16 maybe. And um, the last way I remember as being a teenager was 208 and I keep obsessing over that number. 208, 208, 208. Um, and I'm here to say that sometimes, so my original goal is still the same. And I'm not saying I've turned into this very self-conscious or insecure person. Um, I have a lot of security. I mean, I love myself. I honestly love me but it's just like everybody else in the world I'm like okay maybe I need to change for everybody else to love me but I'm starting to get to a point where I know again that it's not me that needs to change it's the world that needs to change um I'm losing weight for health issues and I'm going to continue to lose weight to get down to the weight where my health issues are controlled But I've always said this, if I could be the way I am now without a stomach, that's my thing, just my stomach. I would love, I'd look at these big girl models and they're so beautiful and a lot of them are my size, but they don't have no tummy and I'm like, oh, if I could just get a tummy tuck and a butt lift, a BBL, um, then I would be happy. I would honestly be happy at 221 or 218 or two, whatever. I would be happy but I just don't want a stomach and a butt. Listen, it's just me. I mean, I just want my stomach flat and a booty. <laughs> um, I previously talked about getting a BBL. Anyway, I think I'm rambling, so let's get to the point of this video. Um, the point of this video is just talking about how I'm going through this transformation in my life, but then I'm seeing setbacks and I feel like those setbacks define you. Okay, when you get to those setbacks, what are you gonna do? Are you gonna cave? Or are you gonna keep going? Are you gonna keep trekking forward? So I got on the scale and I was back to 103 kilograms, which is 225. Um, and that hurt. Ah, oh, 
How the hell? 226, I mean. How the hell? Five pounds? And it may seem not like a lot, but to me, it was tremendous. I mean, at 225, you know how hard it was for me to get past 225? Ugh. And then I got depressed all over again. So now I'm depressed. Now I actually have a reason to be depressed. (sighs) Anyway, I'm working on it. And that's what this is about. It's about working on it. It's about working on yourself. And it's about keep working on it. And not giving up. And not letting it get you down. And not letting it let you fall. And fighting. I'm a fighter. I've always been a fighter. I'm going to fight to the day I die. Yes, I'm scared. But bravery means being scared of something and doing it anyway. That's what being brave is all about. And if I have nothing else, I have bravado, bravery. I just want someone out there who's feeling a little like me to understand that life is not always what you want it to be. Um, There's some things that I wish... I have, but I'm being grateful with the things I do. I suffer with anxiety, and I admit that I have a little bit of depression. And sometimes I get in a funk, and I just can't. It takes me a while to get out of that. So, like, my nail business, I was all into it, and then all of a sudden, it was like, oh, dead, frozen. I didn't want to do anything with it. And I don't even know where that came from. It just happens like that, you know? But I just want to say that I'm going to overcome. And you can too. Um, Suicide is a very big thing. And... I hope that this video talks somebody that's on the ledge off of it to know that you're not alone, that everything that you're feeling is valid and has merit and you matter. You matter a great deal. Even if you don't think you matter, you do. This world is a big place, but that doesn't make you any less important to it, to the story of life. Somewhere in the grand scheme of things God put you here or the creator or whoever you believe in put you here for a reason I feel like the saddest part about people who don't believe or atheists is a lot of them don't believe they have a reason for being here and I feel like that's kind of sad you know when you think about it because if you have no reason for being then you have no reason to keep going when you lose hope and it is inedible all human beings at some point in our life we lose hope that's just something we lose hope we just do um because we go through so much especially as a black and brown person being a black and brown person in the world is being constantly angry and constantly told that you should not be angry it's being emotional and told that you have no right to be emotional, you know? Um, 
And so I can understand feeling powerless. You know? I just... I wish that I had a magical switch that would make all the people who are feeling like me right now feel magically better. Um, for the last couple of days, I've cried. I sat in my car and I cried. And it reminds me of when I lost her. When I first lost her. I played one of her favorite songs, which was Whitney Houston. <laughs> Your love is my love. That was her favorite. Oh, she used to sing that to me all the time. And the loss feels like I just lost her. It feels like, because she died around this time. And it feels like that time. And I did what I always do. I pushed for it. So, like, a couple days after her funeral, I went back to work. And my doc, my boss told me, you know, take as long as you want. And I had a whole, like, week or two left from, you know, where I didn't have to go back. And I went back immediately. I think after that weekend, I think she got buried on the weekend or whatever. And after that weekend, I went back to work. (laughs) Why? It was because I just didn't want to be the sad, miserable person. Like, I I still don't want to be that. That's not who she raised. I didn't want to be damaged. Because she didn't raise somebody who was damaged. I still think it's unfair sometimes. You know? She was amazing. But she wasn't perfect. I'm not talking from rose-colored glasses. No, she made a lot of mistakes. And a lot of them, I called her out on it. (laughs) And we used to fight so much, but I would give anything. Almost anything but my soul, because she would kill me for that. But I would give almost anything to... uh, To have another argument with her. have another disagreement we were always disagreeing because we were so much different but also so much alike (laughs) I was the reasonable one I was the one who had to think everything out and it's funny how my mother she raised a bunch of children who are very reasonable (laughs) Like, the older ones, like my brother, my oldest sister, like, they're reasonable people. Like, they think things out. But I hate them a little bit because they got to have her in a way that I will never get a chance to have her, you know? I'm an adult now. And she got sick when I was a kid. And by the time I became an adult, she was not herself. And so I didn't get to have those adult 
teaching moments with her. And there's a lot of things that I know and I wish she would have told me. Losing her is like it's like I lost her just yesterday, you know. It, it's weird. They told me that uh, eventually the pain would go away and with time it would be better. But all I keep thinking about is the things that I'll never have with her, you know? Like if I did meet a guy who actually could deal with me, (laughs) I'm never going to get a chance to have her walk me down the aisle because that was always my plan. She was going to be the one walking me down. She wasn't around to see a lot of my accomplishments. Or even when she was around, she wasn't here mentally to appreciate them, you know? I didn't get a chance to hear her say she was proud of me. She was sick. And she was deteriorating mentally for a while. But then I think about my little brothers, and it hurts even more because I even got more of her than they got of her. And we talked about her on Thanksgiving, you know, and I seen the hurt in my little brother's eyes. And I'm going to call him Ro. Ro felt really bad. Because on the day that she died, he was on his way. And I pulled the trigger. And it wasn't... I just felt like I had to let her go. She had suffered enough. And that if he got here, it was meant to be. And if he didn't, it just it just was. But I had to let her go then. I had to let her go right then. And that was the hardest decision of my life. To decide to take her off of the ventilator. <laughs> And I remember being in that whole that hospital room with her and holding her and thinking like this is the last time. Like this is the last time. That's the worst feeling ever, but I, I'm happy for it because at least I got to say goodbye. And I got to know that this was the last time. When so many people, they don't get that. They just wake up one morning and they're gone. Their loved ones are gone. And they didn't get to say, they didn't get to know that that was the last time. But even at that last time, I, I really didn't believe that this was the last time. In my mind, I'm thinking like, I was thinking like, this is not the last time. Like, <laughs> I was still in so much denial. So I didn't even get a chance to really like soak it up because I was thinking like, oh yeah, whatever. I'm gonna see her again. 
and yeah i'm gonna see her again in heaven but i know i was thinking like oh no she's gonna she's gonna bounce back from this she can't go yet That's my confession of the day. I was in denial for a long time. (laughs) Then I remember everybody just looking at me and I had to make this decision. And I remember what my little brother said to me. And it pissed me off and it broke me. And I don't know if he meant that in the way that he said it, but he said, I know you got to make this decision. It's the right decision to make, but I'm going to blame you. I'm still going to blame you. And in that moment, I got pissed. (laughs) Like, do you really think that I want to make this decision? (laughs) But I understand. He he was young, and I was the oldest. (laughs) That little girl wasn't Roe. That was... I'm going to call him Jay. That was Jay. I'm not okay all the time. There's a lot of times that I act okay, but I'm not okay. And that's okay. (laughs) It's okay not to be okay. It's okay to need something and not even know what you need. It's okay to take time to figure it out. And it's okay to be hurt sad scared all of that is okay every emotion is valid every emotion has merit and I'm learning to not cover up my emotions anyway you guys I have to go to the bathroom and I think it's taking it a little too far if I go into the toilet with you so I'm gonna leave you here today If nobody told you yet, or if nobody says they love you, I love you. Remember that. No matter who you are, you're deserving of love. And goodbye. Thank you for listening to me. Thank you for your support.